The title to this morning's message as we begin the new year is a victory song for the new year. I know Jay just read it, um, the scripture reading, and Psalm 20. Would you allow me to read one more time? May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of, God, of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation. And in the, in the name of our, our God, set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer, from, answer him from his holy heaven. And with the saving might of his right hand, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. O Lord, save the king. May he answer us when we call. Just the reading of this psalm is encouraging. And I want us to start on that note. One of the biggest lies of the evil one, the Satan, is that, that God is about to get us. Like a policeman around the corner with a speed laser gun. God's first intention, and always first intention, is love and goodness. But because of his holy there are other requirements that come into his presence. That's what grace, Jesus, what Jesus Christ has done for us. But he, whether you're a believer today or you're just still skeptic searching for answer, know this. This psalm can be for all of us. Because God desires success, believe it or not, and victory. In all the things that you share. So God's heart is gracious. He's loving. But we are not naive. As we begin this new year. The new, new year is no different. It will have challenges. And battles. Ahead of us. And at our church. Remember just. You know. Going through my mind, at least the six families have cancer. Can you believe their loved ones very closely, mom and dad or, or um, cousin or aunt? Other than cancer, there are some serious illness. You know, uh, my brother's incurable neurological disease, not to mention his kidney failure. And then people have suffered with uh, 
blood clot and Susie's brother, we just heard the news. I know we're praying for that. And as you all know, most of you know, our dear brother Takashi is in Japan just having finished the funeral of his mom who, who died alone. It's a shocking, traumatic news. So we're praying that, that he will see some success and victory. Because, it, um, because of passport issues, he was supposed to be back last weekend, but it looks like it may take another, another week or two. But this psalm gives us a new hope and rekindled desire for God. In spite of the fact that this is an ancient song, and it could be so much relevant to each one of us in the coming week. So let me start with some of the preliminary observation and background and overview before we delve into the text itself. And there are at least four. First one is, it is a battle song, which was to be sung by the people of Israel as the king was about to enter into battle. So imagine this. The, the multitude of crowds sending off the king and his army into the battle. And the first verse 1 through 5 is their prayer, their outcry, and their blessings upon king. Secondly, it is a royal psalm for the king's victory. The whole psalm is for the king, but and yet if you look at the, the whole background of the ancient monarch and the, the nation of Israel, praying for the king's victory over enemies and the battles is actually for the nations, for your own good. King gets the victory, and there's a joy and celebration, but if you are king and his army is defeated, you may take it into captives as slaves. It is a royal psalm. And King David, maybe it was written by King David or King, King David it was written for. But the context is a King David going into the, going into the battle. But if you look at the bigger picture of what the passage is saying, Especially the, the phrase, the anointed. The anointed was a, a giveaway hint, a nickname for the Messiah, Savior of the world. From their point of view, is the Messiah will rise from the house of David. That was the prophecy. So from our point of view, it is that King Jesus will triumph eventually and ultimately that he will bring this reality to us. So we're hopeful for that. Thirdly, it is a corporate prayer and benediction for the victory and success of Israel. 
So this is the part that we could actually participate together. Corporate prayer and benediction for one another. And for new covenant, the New Testament believers in 1 Peter uh, 3, it's 1 Peter chapter 2, verse the latter verses of that, it said, you are a chosen race and royal priesthood. What, what, that, what that means is that because of Jesus has made the access to the throne of grace, because he took the place of our penalty of sin and he shed the blood for us, that no longer the temple and curtain between holy of holies where God resides and people, the once a year priest goes in, is no longer that curtain is necessary. We have access. And then he, of, of more, moreover, he calls us royal kings, priesthood. We could approach to the grand throne of grace. Christians do believe this. When Jesus comes back and restored his kingdom, the believers will reign the world New, new, new world with Christ. We will be the core heirs. So in that sense, it is not just for the Israelites praying for the king and king's victory. And it is not just for, it's much more than the messianic psalm for Jesus. And we should study this doctrinally, about coming uh, victory of Jesus, the Messiah. All those are right, but we could actually take this to bless each other. It is a victory song for the new year. That's the reason why, the first and lastly, it is a wisdom psalm that teaches us where to find help and support for victory and success which fits the season so perfectly. Let's not be naive thinking that somehow only happiness and good things will happen. The battles and challenges will be there in our lives, whether it's someone, our loved one's sickness or financial issues, our children, our job, our, our, even our faith and walking, walk with God. But let's not also be cynical, thinking that what good is it and living in the dark and become a cynic? It is a psalm of active faith. Faith is never passive. But when you really actively trust and believe God, this, this psalm becomes alive. The question this morning that we're asking is, how do we seek God's victory and success for the new year? And as I mentioned, the psalm is naturally divided into three sections. Verse 1 through 5 is an Israelite's prayer for the king and blessing. And verse 6 through 8 is a king's response to their prayer, and to their benediction. 
And verse 9 is all together, concluding, reiterating with benediction. So three things. There's so many things within it, but I think those three things will help us to organize in our, in our thoughts to apply later. The first one is begin with robust prayers for victory and success that comes from God. And notice a couple of things. Actually, three things. First one is begin with prayer. Don't wait for the blessing and pray and thank God. Begin with prayer. But do you notice that? The prayer is not actually for yourself, for someone else. You're blessing others, brothers, brothers and sisters. Blessing the king, the leaders. And lastly, prayer is not dutiful, drudgery prayer. It is a robust enthusiastic shout of benediction for all out blessings. Let's read that again. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. Now can you hear it? It's not a one person saying and reading it. Hear the, the gushing wind and like a mighty white water kind of multitudes voices may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble may the name of God the God of Jacob protect you may he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion may he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices may he grant you with your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans, may we shout for joy over your salvation. In this context of that salvation is actually success and victory. Because it's not, we're not, you're not, he, they're not talking about spiritual salvation. Deliverance. And the root word said salvation here, or saves, is the same as be victorious. So actually, literally, NIV substitutes those words. In verse first verse, we'll say, at the, at the, at the end of it, we'll save the king. And I think it's the first verse. Give victory to the king. Let's read on. And in the name of our God, set up our banners. And what does banner say? May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Your pastor has not capitulated into prosperity gospel. We're not, think, we're, we're not saying God is useful for our end. God is a send. God is the, the end. And God is the center and purpose of our life and faith. But the reality, to still the truth, is that God wants us to be successful in his own goodness. I'll, I'll mention that in just a few minutes. But let's make a couple of announcements, the observations more. One is, 
as I mentioned, is not for themselves, but it's for the king. So we ought to pray for others and bless others. And the other one is it's robust, active faith, and not passive, drudgery, dutiful faith. And it is also an all-out benediction. When was last time, from the bottom of your heart, you bless others? How do you bless and pray for others with that? They prayed for six things for their king. Number one is protection. They pray that God of Jacob, their Yahweh, uh, covenant God, would protect their king. And number two, help and support from the sanctuary in Zion. Zion is another name of the city of God, Jerusalem, more of the center and kingship of God, they're referring to that. Number three is favor. They're praying for favor. Verse three, may he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifice, sacrifices. This favor is not contingent upon Israelites actually doing things, but more of it's a covenantal relationship, covenantal favor. God has chosen the Israelites as his people, and Israelites are to continually worship God through giving offerings and burnt sacrifices. And then um, they are praying for God's covenantal favor in their relationship, in King's relationship with, with the Lord. Number four is, I will simply call it a blessings. Um, listen to this verse 4 may he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans and number 5 success and victory may we shout for joy over your salvation once again this salvation is not a spiritual salvation but deliverance from the hands of the enemy so in other words the victory and success in the battle Finally, number six is answer to all the petitions of the king. Um, and this is verse five. May we shout for joy over your salvation in the name of God, our, our God, set up our banners. And what does the banner say? May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. By this time, I think we need to clarify what all of the petitions being fulfilled by God. It's not a prosperity gospel. So let me turn to another psalm of David, which is Psalm 37, verse 4, to, four through 6. Delight yourself in the Lord, <clears throat> and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. So here, <clears throat> there is the same type of blessing and answers. <coughs> he will give you the desires of your heart and, and he will say, he will bring forth your righteousness as the light and justice as the noonday. When we read scripture, we should not read scripture as the way we use refrigerator. 
open it and take some things that you only like and then we close it uh, without taking the things that is actually healthy for us. If you look at the verse, these three verses, there are the conditions, there are our requirements, the delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. And then verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. And if you delight yourself in the Lord, the desires of your heart will be in the will of God, that what God desires. And if you commit your to the, to the way to the Lord, that it will be in line with what God's kingdom um, requires. So let's remember that. In summary, the first thing that we need to remember is that we are to pray actively for blessings for others as well as ourselves. Here's number two. <clears throat> Be resolute in trusting God and finding confidence in the Lord. Look at verse six. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse. Who collapse? Those who trust in chariots and, and horses. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. <clears throat> it all, all of us as we begin the new year 2014. Yes, we want to trust God. Yes, we want to find confidence in God. But what this passage uh, points to us is actually the single-mindedness and being resolute in trusting God and finding confidence. <clears throat> just imagine this. <clears throat> Israelites just uh, uh, shout the prayers and blessings for king, and the king is responding to to Israelites and saying, Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. Referring to himself, he will answer him from his holy heaven. So, what, what we need to see is King's response is actually a rekindled resolution to find confidence and trust in the name of the Lord corporately. Do you see that? The name of the Lord our God. Why, why name of the Lord? The name signifies the character and the honor of God. The name of the Lord encompasses everything about who God really is. So God is not only powerful, mighty, all-powerful, all all-knowing, but God is all-good and God, God is all-loving. And we ought to trust that. Look at um, verse 7. Chariots and horses were really actually the marks of in the ancient days and ancient battle. For power and strength, as you can really see, it the battle, uh, the confidence on on the victory for the battle, uh, 
hinges upon how many horses they have and how many chariots they have. But their resolution here is not the human might or the equipments or the or chariots and horses that they have. It is to trust God for victory and trust God only. In <clears throat> two other passages in, in the Old Testament, one of them is referring to um, the similar cases in the book of Isaiah 31, verse 1. Woe to those who go down to Egypt, the powerful nation, <coughs> for help and rely on horses, who trust in chariots because they are many, and in the horsemen because they are very strong, but do not look to the Holy One of Israel or consult the Lord. Why? The answer is actually given in Proverbs 21, verse 31. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. So what might be the chariots and, and horsemen in our days, in your life? And it could be, for some, it could be the drone missiles. And the U.S. has, US has you know, most nuclear power. Does that mean we have a victory and success and confidence? No. They actually bring it to a little closer to our, our own lives. The chariots and horses could be our bank account, our health and our, our um, status in our career and our savings fund or retirement fund or the investment fund. We need to have a resolution to turn away from that and to trust God and for God only. In the new year, in 2014, as a church, our communal resolution must also be to trust in the name of the Lord, our God, for success and victory. Third and last, um, how do we seek God's victory and success for the new year? <clears throat> in advance, bless and thank the Lord for the victory and success by active faith. So we have only one verse for this. Verse 9. O Lord, save the king. May he answer us when we call. This is final conclusion. <coughs> and benediction of entire Israelites. Along with the kings and along with the king and priests. But as I mentioned, the Lord, a Lord save the king is not a spiritual salvation. Give victory and success to the king. May he answer us. May the Lord answer us when we call. There's um, Psalm 20 has a twin psalm. It's actually 21. Psalm 20 was before the battle. And psalm 21 was actually to be sung after the battle. And he hints us uh, what has happened 
verse 1 and 2 of Psalm 21. O Lord, in your strength the king rejoices. In your salvation, how greatly he exalts. You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. In other words, God answered all those prayers and blessed them. So this is what I am uh, suggesting as an application. The benediction and praise is uh, something that we should not wait until God acts. But we, should, we ought to ask God, I mean bless God and thank the Lord by faith as we have uh, already received it. So in your, in your own life, uh, every morning when you get up, and instead of waiting for the, the emotions or circumstances change, change, let's get up in the morning and let's face the world and bless Him and praise Him. Our posture, mental and emotional posture, it's changed because of this, this active faith. And this is how we ought to ring in the new year. To bless and rejoice in the Lord by active faith in the name of God. Um, I would be the first one to admit that 2014 offers much challenges uh, for us. We still have our loved ones with cancer and serious illness, financial problems, marital problems, but let's continue to remember this. <coughs> As we trust and find confidence in God, we are to, the best expression would be Bless and praise and rejoice and give thanks to the Lord. Let me, let me close with this um, quote from Jerry Breezes. He writes, A pitfall to trust in God, which we are prone to fall into, is to turn to God in trust in the greater crisis experience of life, while seeking to work through the minor difficulties ourselves. A disposition to trust in ourselves is a part of our sinful nature. It sometimes takes a major crisis, or at least a moderate one, to turn us toward the Lord. A mark of Christian maturity is to continually trust in the Lord in the minutiae of daily life, if we learn to trust God in the minor adversities, we will be ready, better prepared to trust in Him in the major ones. So here's my prayer for Crossway Church family and all those of us who are sitting in this room and then my prayer and blessing for, for all of us is that God will answer all of our petitions. And may God answer us. May the Lord answer us when we call.
Let's pray. Gracious God, our Father, we belong to you and thank you that you've given us another new year, new beginning. There's a cynicism in our hearts that we turn away from trusting you, live victoriously with active faith. We pray that you will use this scripture in Psalm 20 to penetrate our hearts. More than anything, we pray that you will bring us the rekindle a fire to pray with robust prayers for the blessings for others as well as ourselves. We pray for resolute mind and heart in trusting you and in finding confidence in the Lord and continuously. We pray that, that you will teach us to, to thank and bless you and praise you in advance by faith and as we rejoice in you. Oh Lord, do your mighty work and rekindle our heart, renew our hearts in the coming days. We pray all these things in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen.